The following is a KPV Media Works production. Choose your fighter. What's going on, guys? We're back with another episode of KPB Cast. This is Rodimus Prime bringing it to you live. And we're going to talk about a couple of our sponsors before we get into our show. We're going to mention TechniSport and use the code KPB to get 10% off any purchase on their website. They got some really good chairs to check it out. We also want to give a shout out to our homie Saltamia and her lovely artistry in forms of keychains, stickers, plushies, and much more. So check them out at saltamia.com. And we also want to give a shout out to Acquire, which is the makers of our wonderful jerseys. Uh, we have a code KPB that will save you 15% on your order. So go check them out over at acquire.ca. And now we want to talk about this person, this guest, one of my favorite guys in the community. Very awesome dude. Hailing from Caribbean roots in the Dominican Republic. My buddy, Gilbert Matos, a.k.a. Trey Blick, Punisher. What's going on, my man? Hey, Rodney. Um, nothing much. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. It's actually an honor to actually see you again and, you know, uh, for the two of us to get to interact once again. Yes, yes. It's, it's been a while. I know uh, we're living in a, a COVID-19 world now and uh, it's, it's been rough. How, how have you been dealing with that? I've been dealing with it, you know, fairly well for the most part because um, I've been doing a lot of, you know, uh, I would say uh, homeschooling myself, you know, in terms of programming and many other things. So it didn't hit me as hard because of that, because I was not going out as much. But yeah, it's definitely been very challenging. I, I, you you had the first part done easy. You were at home already. Oh, yeah. Kind of, uh, or you could say like, like an introvert. Do you not like to be out or are, are you like a home person? I would say that I'm kind of a hybrid because, um, and I think I've moved more, like I've been more and more flexible as the years ago have gone by, because at first I was like super introverted. So I didn't like to be, you know, in crowded spaces and whatnot. But now I can, you know, just feel, just flow with the, uh, with how the the situation, you know, um, demands. So I can be, you know, most of my time alone, mm-hmm. or you know, with a lot of people. I, you're kind of like me then. I'm like I'm an ambivert. That's what that's what the term is called. And uh, oh. depending on the situation, you know, I can be around people or I can be at home. Uh, I personally don't like people much, so. Uh, it's okay if I'm not around people. I used to really be like to be around people, and then over the years that changed. So I, I understand that you, you you're flexible with any situation, but but you would prefer to be at home, right? If you had your choice. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So I know you've been into graphic design. Uh, is that mainly your focus these days? Is that like self taught stuff? And um, uh, how how is that going for you? Yeah, for the most part, uh, graphic design has been a thing that, you know, it's actually number one. My, uh, that's that's what I started in college. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been, for the most part, graphic design, programming. I haven't I haven't done much gaming lately. I've been working a lot. Uh, but yeah, I, I've just tried to go back and, you know, try to get better, like, on that, on that aspect, you know, on the, yeah, that portion of the spectrum. And yeah, I've been doing a lot of graphic design. And I've been doing a lot of programming, as I said before, game development, and I'm trying to get into, you know, uh, front end development, uh, front end web development as well. Okay, that's that's a lot. You're going to be a, a, a tech asset to one of these uh, tech companies. If that's your your path, or what, what is your path? Like, what, where do you plan to go with this? 
Well, um, at the moment, one thing that I like about programming, right, is um, the fact that you can create tools to make other things that you do a lot better, a lot better, a lot easier, right? So I'm I'm looking more into the into the field of tooling of tooling. I recently made an app called um, uh, Clipboard History, and it's an app that I just use, you know, when you're copying a lot of text and you want to make sure that you know the text you want to be able to get it later on. And that's the thing you can do with uh, the built-in Windows application uh, of the like the the, the you know, built-in uh, Clipper history. So I did that because you know when you're programming, you're copying text a lot, and sometimes you need a line here and a line there, and sometimes you need to quickly save that as a text file for later use. So I, I made that using C sharp. I'm going to need that app because I'm learning Java, and my brain hurts every day. Like yeah, I uh, yeah, and it, it's tedious. Like I'm using a uh, Blue Jay to learn stuff, and it's just like I I feel like the, my veins pulsing in my brain because it's, it's I I hate tedious things, and but you know yeah. it's a means to an end for me. So I would definitely like to know more about that app if you have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, I I also learned like a little bit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was I was going to say um I was learning Java a couple of years ago. And, and then I stopped because you know uh, Marvel was you know was uh, was popping. I you know I was getting better at the game. I was loving the community, you know. And uh, so I stopped that. I learned like you know the very basic stuff. And then you know years went by, and I went into game development, and I learned you know Game Maker Studio too. It was Game Maker Studio at first, and you know that is very similar to JavaScript. I didn't know that, and after learning that, it was a lot easier for me to transition into learning. Other programming languages, like you know, like Python, and Python came after I learned C sharp, and then I realized that there is very little difference in terms of you know how things are are done in different languages. So like the syntax, the variations are very very uh, uh, very like little, if if I could say it like that. Yeah, go ahead. But when you um when we talk about Gilbert, the aspiring coder aspiring graphic artists. Um, what about Gilbert individual? Well, where, where do you tell me, tell us some of your like beginnings, like what were your beginnings? Like, you know, where were you born and raised? Uh, what was early childhood like for you? Okay. So I was born in the Dominican, I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. I came to the U S when I was 19. And one of the things that I've always loved is art. So, I've always been an artist. That's one thing. I love drawing. And that's one thing I used to do when I was little. And then I would stop for many years. Uh, I'm, I'm also into chess. I love chess. And what else? I love puzzles. And I love fitness as well. I'm trying to get a lot more into that lately. Because always, I've always you know, enjoyed uh, working out. I love gaming, as you, as you all know already. I'm a huge fan of fighting games. I can say that that's definitely my one of my like one of my, if not my favorite uh, type of game to play. Uh, I love horror games, survival horror games, of course. Shout outs to, uh, you know, RE. <laughs> yes. Uh, Silent Hill and, you know, some other games as well. I love platformers. That's like my favorite genre to actually make in terms of, you know, game development. I, 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 I'd say that I'm way too obsessed with uh, platformers at this point. Uh, what else? Yeah, you know, I enjoy you know reading and writing, and I also enjoy you know uh, languages as well. 
so far, you know, I only know Spanish and English. English as my second language. And um, the, I, yeah. you know, polyglot is the term when you when you know multiple languages. Is that like a, a goal for you, like to become like yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I would love to learn either Japanese as a third language, mm-hmm. and and what else? And probably French. Okay. Probably French. Yeah, it's a toss up between French and Portuguese, but Portuguese, you know, is very similar to Spanish because it's a Latin language. So mm. the learning would be like very little. It's, it would be just like the little caveats in, in yeah, the little, caveats, those little rules yeah. and yeah. nuances that come with uh, the language changes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they, they say English is one of the hardest languages to learn um, because of like how like one word can mean five different things and like then the pronunciations or the way it spells changes it, you know, so it's considered to the rest of the world one of the song. It's one of the hardest languages to learn. Um, that is you're true. from the Dominican Republic. So uh, mm-hmm. where, where did your English like start to develop? Was that back at home or when you came here? Back, back at home, like way back in the days. We're talking mm-hmm. about, I don't know, when I was like nine, 10 or something like that. You know, since I've always been into gaming, and I, you know, I come from a, you know, very poor, uh, very poor family. We didn't have, you know, we couldn't afford to have consoles or anything like that, let alone like an Atari or what, whatever. Any handhelds mm-hmm. were just off the charts. We, we would get like knockoffs with that that, that would have like, uh, you know, the regular games, uh, Tetris. Oh, uh, so like the racing games game. in one kind of thing, like you know, one <laughs> yeah, of those the things. ones. Yeah, the one that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it like the ones that, that would say. Nine thousand nine nine nine, but it was like <laughs> the same game just flipped with some yeah. other weird shenanigan. <laughs> so uh, that was the thing. Uh, but um, it wasn't until I was like eleven where we would require to get a an English to Spanish and Spanish to English diction dictionary, right, to translate things for school. And my grandmother got me a dictionary, and it was a blue and yellow uh, dictionary called Hit, and I was yeah. like, hmm. It was actually kind of thick. It was like this thick. I was like, "Damn, this thing is like a, a tele, what do you call the the telephone guide?" Oh yeah, the telephone books. Oh my god, that's such a relic these days. I remember <laughs> yeah. being excited as a kid to see the telephone book, it's like a big yellow book, and like oh, it had so many yeah, uses. Was... You can prop things on it, and it was just like yeah. you can look at all the businesses and stuff. Like, oh, I used to be so enamored as a kid, and now I haven't seen a, a telephone book in, in ages. I, yeah, yeah. I remember just looking through it and just be like, wow, there's so much information here. But yeah, you know, when it comes to the dictionary stuff, right? I was into games and I remember that when I first got my, you know, my first console, my mom bought it for me. And it was a, I used a PS1 and I only had one game. One game had no memory card. And you know, the struggle when you have no memory card. You're that means that you're replaying the same game. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, and then, you know, Oh my God, the story just gets bigger. But here's uh, you know, the, the 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 main the, like the goodies of the plot. It was Spyro Year of the Dragon. Wow. Okay. All right. In that so you didn't turn off your system. Blew my mind. There's no way you there's no way you turned off your system. You couldn't say. Yeah. And that means that was, but, uh, was that the t- I, know, I know that was the tech for us. Like for, for people yeah. that didn't have like memory cards, we had to not turn off the system because if we did, we were losing our progress and. Mm-hmm. I personally didn't have that issue, but I had friends that had that issue, but they didn't have, and oh, they were expensive. Yeah. Like they were like 30, 40 bucks for memory card. I remember a PS one memory card back in the day. And you, and, 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 
I'm sorry, there were games that took up the whole card. Yep. There was a game that took up the entire the card had 15 blocks. That was a memory unit called. It was like blocks. And each each Sony card had 15. You didn't want to buy a knockoff card because your files would get erased after like yep. three times. So so you so there was there's like there was maybe one non-Sony brand that you can buy that didn't erase your stuff. But anything else you bought that was a knockoff memory card, it was gonna die in a week. So yeah. you literally had to buy Sony original memory cards. Or have the struggle of not turning off your system to play the game. I, I remember that. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty bad. But again, you know, this was like a whole year with no memory card playing the game. And one of the things that I loved about that game was the, the voice acting. And that's one of the things that, you know, uh, made me love, you know, English as a language. Because it was it was like the voice acting was just so vibrant. It was really cheesy, but it's like you don't notice the cheese up until like you mature. Mm-hmm. Especially like regardless of, you know, whether you know the language or not. This is the thing that right. you're like, oh my god, that's so cool, and you know, the colors, everything was just great, and you know, the way the the game, the character control was actually amazing, still amazing to this day. Uh, yeah, I love that, and I was doing a lot of, I was getting stuck on levels, and since there's a lot of text in the game, I would just write down some of the words, and eventually, a lot of the words repeat because there are verbs that are used the most, you know, they're like the the, the verb to be, and stuff like that. So I would do a lot of writing and reading and I would just do a lot of translation. And that was a lot of trial and error because sometimes you would translate something and you're like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. And then you go and pick, you know, the next meaning. You're like, no, I don't think this is it. And you start just, you know, piecing together the little jiggies and then you get the whole puzzle. And you're like, "Mm, so this is what this is saying. While I commend you, I, I, I commend you for your work ethic. On like translating, and how old were you at the time when you were doing this? Like nine, ten? Uh, I was eleven at this point. Eleven, okay. Yeah, like so. Okay, like so eleven, so twelve. You're eleven year old because you're so enamored in, in the game and the and the language. You're learning how to how to speak and read and write English basically while you're playing this. Like now, I remember in my early in my early teens, I um, started getting access to import games. Uh, this was like Super Nintendo stuff back in the day. And we had stores that sold import games. Some of these games you wouldn't see in the States for years. So I had games like uh, like the, the Contra 3, the Alien Wars. I played that game here a year and a half before it came out in the States because we got the import. But of course, it came in Japanese sets. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, from one game into another, I got to say, even though that's commendable on you doing that, you were doing too much because I was not going to sit there and <laughs> learn, you know, like the kanji, you know, no, and try to, you know, figure out what they're saying. Everything was just a straight feel. It was a straight guess. It was trial and error to learn the buttons and what they did, you know. And eventually, I learned it, but it, I, I wasn't going to do any of this. I definitely commend you for that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's that's way beyond what I was doing because. Um... Uh, it is very abstract because you know languages are abstract regardless, right? Because those are things that you need to learn how they work. And when it comes to kanji, you have like th- these are logographs, so you're basically trying to understand what an image means rather than you know just looking at the same words using the same uh, alphabet that you already are familiar with. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot to take in, but that, but I, I definitely I, I commend you for for having such a work ethic to do that, which I think you know is, is something that's that's the foundation of who you are. And I think you've always been someone yeah. that's had a, a strong work ethic and uh, it, it's, it's shown in, you know, in, 
in your gameplay and 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 in the community you've been involved in, which we'll get to later on in this podcast. But um, oh yeah, I want to I want to ask like, okay, we know you your your first system was Spiral, but it kind of sets off the platformer thing for you. What was yeah? How did you get introduced to fighting games? Or what was that like? Okay, so here's uh, the funny story. So years later down the line, uh, I met a friend, met a guy through another friend, right? And he happened to had played fighting games before. And I remember buying um, buying the game after like little a little while after knowing him. And he said, oh, I've played this game. And for the most part, you know, his name is uh, Carlos Nova. He's a... Uh, he's, uh, very very you know dear friend of mine and he was the one who taught me you know the quarter circle motions we used to call them like half circles because a lot of people in the dr you know they didn't know any better mm -hmm. we call quarter circles just half circles and yeah so he he said oh i played this game before and then whenever i saw him playing i'm like i'm like son how do you do that it's like well i don't know i just went like this and i'm like Mm, that doesn't help much, but uh, okay. Can you show me what you did? Uh, oh yeah, you score like this, and I'm like, okay. But this goes even a little. This goes even more further back. We're talking about when I was like five or four. We lived in a second floor, and on the first floor, we had a family member who had a who was uh, married to a woman, right? And she, well, he he had uh, like two kids. And what they would do is like they would get the Super Nintendo, right? And they would, and they would play Street Fighter 2. Now, here's the problem. I was like four or five. And whenever I wanted to play, they didn't let me. They're like, no, 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 no. You don't know how to play. You don't know how to play. And I would just be like, oh, wow. That's so cool. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. At the time, you know, I don't know. But it's just so interesting that even from a very young age, I always run into people who had consoles at the time. And they had them, you know, when when they were popping big time. So so, like my the first platform I ever played was uh, Super Mario Brothers. The original NES one. Was the original. Yeah. Okay. Huh? How was that for you? How was that for you? Oh my God, that was just mind blowing. I'm like, wow, I'm controlling <laughs> this little guy, and I'm just jumping in, <laughs> and I'm just collecting coins, and he gets bigger, and then he gets a flower, and like the fireball, like poof, my brain was just all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was just amazing. It was a feeling that you, you can't you can't replicate like something like that. It's, sometimes it's just way too hard uh, to put into words. But I think wow. gaming is one of those things where it either when you first get introduced to it is either going to captivate you right then or it's never mm -hmm. going to captivate you. So it's yeah, like the moment the, the moment you come you first come in contact with a video game, it's going to just change. And that's going you're, you're going to decide right then and there if you're going to be a gamer or not. Like yeah, I, 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 I've seen it all the time. It's, it's either wow, this is life changing, or okay, <laughs> you know, this is nice. Yeah. Go play basketball now, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> everyone's different, <laughs> you know. So mm -hmm. that is um, true. So, but of course, you you were captivated. So did, did you ever beat yeah. it? Or how long did it take you to beat? Uh, I never beat it because uh, I would have to go to my neighbor's house to play it, right? And you know that's what mm -hmm. I was getting to. A lot of times, a lot of the games that I played and in consoles I tried were, were, was because, were because I found, I ran into someone who became my friend and they had a console because either one of his, one of their parents lived in the US or somebody gave it to, to, the, to them, right? So, mm -hmm. 
that 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 became a very common thing throughout my entire life. There was always someone who had a console who you know liked me, and that was my first or my first instance with like fighting games. The second one was um, after going to after knowing that my one of my cousins actually had a, a Super Nintendo, right? But the mini version, right? And he had a uh, he had Mortal Kombat. I think he got Mortal Kombat two. No, no, somebody lent it to him. So he he a lot of the games he he had borrowed. So it was Mortal Kombat two, and Killer Instinct. And here's here's the thing that you might be familiar with. My cousin knew a guy who had like all these games and had, they had like like all the cheat codes and all the also the you know the special moves and, and whatnot. And you know for those who are not aware of this, uh, because the Dominican Republic is a third world country, there's a lot of shitty stuff that happens when it comes to games and merchandise. Right. So a lot of games that would come with um, the manual would get stripped of you know whatever goodies it came with. So you would be sold just the game with the, the you know the game case and nothing else. Of course, this was not always the case. Uh, there were a lot of places where you know they would actually sell you the entire thing. But if you went to a place where you could get a cheaper, right? That's what the, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times the manual would also be, you know be lost. And yeah, a lot of guys just had a notebook full of all the, the inputs and whatnot. And he knew that guy. And the guy had it all. Like he was uh, the librarian, just holding all the, you know, the, the dark magic secrets and whatnot. <laughs> and and I remember that he used to cover the freaking controller. He's like, "Oh, let's play." And he used to put like the shirt over the over the controller and be like, <laughs> and be like, and I'm like, uh, "How do you do that?" It's like, "No, nah, 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 I can't tell you, man. I can't tell you, man." And I'm like, "Bro, come on, bro. It's not fair." No, nah, no, nah, I can't tell you. This guy told me not to tell anybody. And I'm oh like, I don't understand. I'm like, I don't understand why they do that. And then you know, the first thing he taught me <laughs> was how to how to do the the bicycle kick with uh, Luke. And you know what mm-hmm. we would do at the beginning of every round? We would just be holding A. <laughs> the whole year. And then, <laughs> round one, fight. <laughs> you know what I found out? Actually, I had um, Mortal Kombat two for the Super Nintendo, and I used to have the rapid fire controller, right? So if you rapid fire the A, right, which was the, which was the 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 right kick, whatever it was, the right kick, and it, the, the move was you hold down right kick, right, and let it go, right. So what happened was the the game would register holding down the rapid A as pressing the button but holding at the same time. So what happens oh. is it would just be like frame perfect back to back bicycle kicks. That's crazy. And I would just cheat the CPU. And like the TV wouldn't know what to do, like it would just be stuck. And mm-hmm. like I think I was so nice in the game. I was like, yeah, see, look what I did. Like, you know. But um, that the manual thing is, is, is something else too, because people don't know that struggle. Like a lot of the games, a lot of the eight bit, a lot of the eight bit, you needed to have the manual. You needed yeah. to have the manual because because there, there was there was no online. We didn't have internet then. You know, or, or internet yep. was around, but wasn't made public to people in the early '90s and late '80s, right? So, like, you you didn't have information about anything, right? So, if you didn't have the manuals to certain games, that meant the difference in you being able to play the game, because you you there was no way you would figure out things without mm-hmm. knowing that you can do them from the manual, you know, unless That's you true. went through 
trial and error. And I, I, I can I can name a list of games that I was simply stuck because I didn't know there was a feature or ability you can do because I had no access <laughs> to a manual. That was crazy. There was a it was a role playing game called uh, Ultima. Uh, there was there was three Ultima that came out, and that's an old that game that series dates from like the early eighties on PC. It was Ultima, right? And it was Quest of the Avatar. That's what it was. And it comes mm-hmm. with a book that's like uh, a third of an inch thick, right? All glossy and it's like the side of the the, the box, right? If you wow. lose that book. It's like 30 bucks and you need that book to beat the game because there's no way you, you, you have to, you need to reference everything in that, in that book, you know? And it, 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 it was like, so people don't know that struggle, right? Because you go online and there's a thousand resources. That's it. There are things, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a wonderful place. Right. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, they don't know that struggle. So I can imagine like them taking out the book, in your situation, and setting it separately. Yep, that's one. That, that was a that? very common thing. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> that's that, crazy. That, that was a very common thing. Uh, now they still do that, but it doesn't matter yeah. anymore because again, you know, now games can actually have like the in-game manual. Because a lot of times back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, we had these big-ass manuals, but because you know there were lim- uh, hardware limitations, you couldn't fit mm-hmm. it all in one thing. You had to put in right. you know what mattered the most, and then you know whatever else you could just print out. And it was it was actually a nice thing, right? Because you can't you can't smell like you know you can't smell the tutorial. Be like it can be like that. You're like yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Now when you have the manual, right? You you know how the texture of the paper feels like, and you know and the smell of you know brand new paper, brand new game, right? Brand new, like the glossy, oh like full oh color. God. They were full color. I mean, as the years went by, they started getting cheap. Like they started getting thinner. Mm-hmm. Then they were black and yeah. white. You know, and then it was like just literally controls, and that's it. And you know, they just have a whole backstory in the manual of the game, so you you know yeah. you felt immersed in the game. And and then even if the game had its own story, there was more story in the manual, right? Like mm-hmm. if you ever owned a Zelda game, boom, back in the day, and I, I have, I still have my copy of Zelda, the gold one. And those manuals were so intriguing, like I could just read the manual all day because that's how you know how much information, how well drawn it was, full color. You know, like you said, the the paper was quality. You know, I I, I miss stuff like that. Yeah, I um, I was a little sad when I got like, I think I got my PS3. I think in PS3 was like the third con- the second console I ever owned, and I bought it myself too. Um, but it was after I came to the US, of course. Uh, and you know, I got the manual, and I was like, hmm, it doesn't have much. I'm like. Yeah, the controls, but I was expecting like a little more. I don't know. And then, you know, eventually you get used doesn't to it. That feel, like, you know. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I had to say, like, doesn't it feel empowering when you buy your first, like, console? It, 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 you could probably compare it to buying like, your first car or house, maybe. But, like, buy your yeah, first yeah. console with your own money and your yeah. parents telling you, no one, no parent to tell you you can't buy that or they're not going to buy it for you. Like as a gamer, that's like, oh man, this is like my console. I paid. This. Oh my god, dude, that that was that was life changing because uh, I bought I bought it right, and this was like because I knew that that the Marvel three was a thing. After you know, ten years before that, my friend mm-hmm. had told me, oh, they're never gonna make a Marvel three game, and I'm like, but bro, you never know. So they're never gonna. But again, you know, he was just speaking out of ignorance because we were both ignorant, really ignorant at the time. 
So we were kids. We were just like 14. We we're talking about like a Marvel 3 because we had t- we got a taste of Marvel 1 and Marvel 2. Marvel mm. 2, not so much on my end, but you know, he's he um his his brother, who's like seven years older than him, had had a a video game club, right? Where people used to go and you know rent a, a console and a TV and you know they would play whatever games you know they had available at the time. And of course, that's the reason why my friend was like light years, light years ahead of me in fighting games and whatever other games because he already had them and he had played it, complained whatever he wanted. And you know, we talked about that. And uh, when I saw the trailer for Marvel Three, I almost had a heart attack because I was like, "I'm like they're making." I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this thing!" And you know, of course, I was like mad late to the party because yeah, um, there have been a lot more trailers and whatnot. But it's like imagine. I don't know if you uh, do you want do you watch anime, right? Of course, yeah. So imagine watching a series that only takes place every Sunday, but now imagine the person had been out of the loop, and the the series you know had been pretty like pretty far into development, and now you just found out, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, and then you start you just start binge watching. And that's exactly also, what I was doing on YouTube. You, you didn't even see the first announcements then. You saw like when it was about to be released, probably. Or like when everything was I, already. I think I think I think um I got I got to know Marvel 3 when mm-hmm. when it was either about to release or when it was released already. But um I I think yeah, I think it was the first one. But I, I didn't get to play, you know, the uh vanilla. I never got to play that. And that was okay. because, you know, I couldn't afford it. And I was brand new, you know, in, into New York. That was another thing. You know, there, there was some other things that I had to sort out, like college and whatnot. But you know, when I got my PS3, oh my god, I got Marvel Three. That was the first game I ever owned on PS3, and I'm like, I don't care about anything else. This is the game I need to have. I so want it. it I need it. it. Let me dial it back just a little bit. So you, yeah. you get the PS3, you get Marvel. Was that your catalyst in terms of? being good at fighting games or were you getting good before that? Were you getting good at other games before that? Were you getting experience as a fighting game player in general? Or was Marvel was, 3? Yeah. So I was getting I, I already had like uh, I'd say like six years six plus years of experience before touching Marvel 3 because the game that I owned my first fighting game was definitely Street Fighter Alpha 3. And, you know, I was a sucker for Ryu. I loved it. You know, I just loved the, the art style of Alpha 3. In my opinion, Alpha 3's uh, uh, like art style is like the, the pinnacle of what the Alpha series should look like at that point. Like Capcom has been just polishing up, you know, on whatever they had. And even though they, they had a lot of reused assets, right? I just feel like 3 just cemented the style. And everything was very, you know, uniform in terms of backgrounds and characters and the music and the announcer. Yeah, Alpha 3 was the, you know, the game where I started getting better at fighting games because when I fought my friend, right, he he would actually teach me. He was uh, one of the, the first people to be like, okay, yeah, this is how you do this. Like There, wasn't, there were no, no secrets. Whatever he knew, I would know eventually. And he, he only had like one limitation and it was that he would just play by feel he wouldn't care if he doesn't know something you know he he would try to figure it out and i'm not about figuring out if there's a resource that i can use beforehand because i don't i don't like wasting time and we would play and a week later 
he was struggling against me. Mm. A couple so weeks in, week. <laughs> yeah, uh, and a couple weeks in, I'm beating him, and I'm like, hmm, there must be something wrong. I should not be beating him because he's got years of experience. Right. A month went by, and he could no longer beat me. And it was oh, like man. he would get one win one day, and they would be like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> and I'm like, you like I'm like, bro, what what do you do that, bro? Like, I beat you. I beat you. That's it, bro. I'm like, bro, but I've like, what is what is one win to like the millionth time that I've that <laughs> and I'm not like, popping off like that, like doesn't matter. Didn't you just lose right now? And I'm like, <laughs> he just wanted to smack him. I'm like, this son of a gun, man. Like, come on, bro. Like, how so you doing me like this? I was so salty. It's like that one win. Oh my god, I was like sitting on a needle, dude. My goodness, I'm like, yo, this got the nerve on this guy, man. I just can't. But you know, eventually, you know, the age of the internet was on its way, on its way, on its way in, and you know, we started doing, you know, going to internet cafes. And I remember that 30 minutes used to feel like an eternity. I'm like, oh my god, 30 minutes? Damn, that's life. And I would just go and and get all the moves and whatnot because we didn't know how to do the the, the shungo kutsatsu. That's a uh, Akuma's raging demon. So <laughs> I remember, I remember that my friend was one day like playing against me. He was just mashing it. It was just like, <laughs> and all of a sudden he just got the things. Like, <clears throat> and I'm like, yo, what the hell is that? And then when he got me, the lights went out. I was like, <clears throat> and I'm like, oh. I was just loosing it. I'm like, bro, what just happened? I'm like, yo, you gotta tell me how do you do that? How do you do that? It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> And I want to. I just wanted to punch him. I'm like, you do like the most godlike stuff. But you never know. How can you live with that? How can you live with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a serious yeah. move. Like, if you ever, especially back in the days when like Akuma was first accessible as a player, um, I think about the Alpha series basically, uh, and just to land that move was a big deal. And uh, yeah, I think for for most mm-hmm. players, unless you were like a highly skilled player. Just to see mm-hmm. the move activated was kind of intimidating. Right? Yeah. What do I do? You know, when it's, when, it's, when it, if you're doing it raw and neutral, it's just a jump, right? It's a jump over. It's a grab. Like no oh, you, one, it doesn't you know, even have invisibility. Yeah, you can just jab them. <laughs> you can just jab and, and some versions, some versions. I know there's some versions where it's like there is like weird hit boxes and like um like I I I I know I told this story before in one of my older podcasts. Um, but I, I, I specifically remember having she fighter alpha, um, mm-hmm. alpha one for the PS one. And, uh, I remember like, I, you know, I, people, I used to enjoy playing the CPU and like you get good and you play the CPU on the hardest level, level eight, like all the stars up or whatever. And uh, I, I distinctly remember like, I, I went to, I, I wanted to have a run on level eight where I beat the CPU, uh, get, per, get, no, don't lose a round and like. Fight Akuma, right? Because that's that's what you want to yeah. do, right? So I do it, and I'm, I'm using Ken, and uh, I get there, I get to Akuma, and it's like we go back and forth. I win the first round, he wins the second round, and then the th- it comes down to the third round. The third third round is like so close, and like he jumped in with like the double. He, he's either um, Shin Shinokuma, right? So he has like the two fireballs in the air and stuff when he jumps. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so he he jumps in and like I block it. And then I have like four meter. I do level three show you rep and I'm gonna chip him out, right? And 
Yeah. The first two red bots come out, right? And like the the, the, the last set is supposed to chip him out and kill him, right? So <laughs> as I'm coming down from the second one, mid block stream, raging demon. <laughs> I lost my mind. I'm I'm very careful about my gaming and my equipment. I took my controller and threw it and yanked the whole system. And remember, these are delicate systems with the with the discs inside and you know. Yeah. And, and, and not a Nintendo with a cartridge. It's just like you can't be throwing them out. I was pissed. Mm. I was pissed. So yeah, I, I I'll never live that story down as long as I live. It, it, it's just bananas. But um, yeah, like I, I I totally understand like the whole like again Akuma and the vibe, and you you, you start Alpha Three, so you're beating this guy, and those skills, I guess you you so not. Now you can call it. You are fighting in play. You understand the fundamentals yeah. of at least executing moves. Like you can pick up any fighting game and start messing around without even looking at how the system works, right? Because that's how that's what we do, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, now, do did you go into Marvel three, or did you have any experience maybe playing Marvel two or Marvel? You mentioned Marvel two and one, I think briefly, right? Yeah, yeah. I mentioned Marvel two. So I actually went like through, uh, through the ladder of the the, the versus series. Because uh, I had Survival uh, Alpha 3, you know, I quote unquote mastered the game beyond, you know, just a casual level player. Because uh, most of the guys that would just pick up the game would say that they know how to play. It was just like mashing because for some reason this is, you know, this is like deeply ingrained into human, into the human core. Yeah. This is, you know, the first instincts like, uh, and I'm it's, like. It's kind of like a thing. It's kind of like, and I know you've gone through this. I think every person that's played fighting game, especially in a competitive, highly competitive situation, has gone through the thing where you probably say, hey, I heard you play fighting games. I'm really good. I'll beat you, right? And then, like, you meet the person or whatever you play, and you can you can tell, as a fighting game player, you can tell within the first five, ten seconds of someone playing whether they're good or not. Yeah. Unless, unless they're sandbagging the hell out of you, you mm-hmm. can tell right away. Like, I and I've you done it. I've, like, I, I, I've had, like, I've done clubs. I, I work for the DOE in the city. All right, that's my that's my secret job. Nice. And um, <laughs> um, I, I work with students. And I, I I remember I actually met some 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 students back in the day who later on mm-hmm. joined the original KPB because I crashed their their gaming club, right? And they're playing um, Kaka versus SNK two, right? And they had that going on. Yeah. I come in and I'm like looking around. And I'm like, okay, these guys are playing fighting games. I need to go mess with them, right? So I'm watching them, and like, I see, I go see that they they can do like how do they don't really know anything. They're not doing anything, right? So I yeah, I come in and I'm like, yo, um, can you mind if I if I try it? And I'm like, they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. They all come. They want to beat me. Like, yeah, yeah, come. And like, I'm like, oh, what is this? Like, I've I've seen like some of these characters. This Street Fighter. I'm I'm, I'm totally being stupid, right? <laughs> And they go, no, no, this is kind of SNK too, and it's just like blah blah blah, and then like, and I'm like, oh, is that that guy from like Fatal Fury? I think it is. And like, I, I'm I'm totally playing dumb, right? And um, I think I end up picking, I pick, I end up picking Terry. Uh, so Terry, I was really, even though they we, we learned that they're bad, like I I was having SNK characters, so I had like a Terry Benamar. I'm like, let me try this guy. I act like I didn't know who this was or whatever. And I remember, like, from that point, just OCVing everyone with Terry 
and like doing comments that they've never seen before. And they're all like, like they're stuck <laughs> and they're like losing their minds and they're like, you know how to play, <laughs> you know? And so I, I know you you get that situation where you come to the situation and you, you, you can tell in five seconds someone's actually good enough. oh yeah yeah that, that's the thing that i saw a lot um and but this is this is something that that i also realized you know against other guys who are at a much higher level than me because uh eventually you know i got to play other games like x-men street fighter was the first versus series game that i played and i didn't like it and the reason why i didn't like it was because it felt slow But of course, we're playing on the sluggish ass PS1, number one. Number two, you know, they have different turbos, which means that the game goes a lot faster than it should have and that I can actually keep up, up to. So that's one thing. But the most interesting thing about it is that I didn't like some of the characters' dashes, especially Ryu, because Ryu felt like he was just doing a really awkward uh, dash because it looks like a little hot. Did, did that flow, like, like that slide flow? And it was like, I hated the way they dash in that game. Like, well, he, he, he got the better dash in. Marvel superheroes versus Street Fighter because that's when okay. he, when he goes like huh, but uh, in this all the like in in X Men versus Street Fighter he goes like, and I'm like yeah. bro what the hell is this like why the hell does it go like this, and it doesn't make any sense how he's you know just jumping from one place to another. Oh okay. <laughs> no, my god. Okay. But yeah, so, so, so again, uh, yeah, that, that was the thing. I found it weird, uh, but, you know, for the most part, I really liked the fact that Ryu now could just throw a long-ass Hadouken that would just go full screen. I'm like, bro, like, what is this? And then when I got, you know, into Supers, and then I started liking the game a lot more. And, you know, going back, backtracking a little bit to the portion where we were talking about, you know, how you would know if someone knows how to play or not. I remember that. Like years later, I went to uh, a video game club, right? And this, there, there were like these two guys playing the same game, but in the Sega Saturn. And we all know that that's actually the true version of the game. That's a you know, perfect arcade port to the, to the Sega they Saturn. The, they had the ROM card, right? It was a ROM card. You needed the ROM card for the memory. Uh, yeah, I think you needed like the, the, the disc and you needed the, 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 the cartridge. Yeah. for that one but it was just ridiculous like the game played so smooth and there were things that i've never seen before it also had a tax system i'm like mm. this game has a tax system <laughs> yeah oh my god i forgot that the home port didn't have the tax system i forgot all about my that. god the P i don't understand why uh the sony ports were always super shitty i understand you know that they had because even with all the stuff that they had they had to cut out frames of animation therefore looking choppier the sound The sound didn't like that much. The sound was actually fine, uh, for the most part. The the later thing, the later versus series games actually lacked in the sound department there, like Marvel One sounding a lot worse than PS One. But um, I see these guys just battling it out, and you know the the days after that I come again, it's just these two same guys playing, and they're just doing infinites with each other. I'm like, how is this fun? I'm like, bro. You just get one hit and that's it. You win. You just got to do the combo and that's it. Like, like what's the skill? Little, little did you know. <laughs> little did I know. And then it turned out everybody had a damn infinite in the game. And I played him. And I, the, my only problem was that I couldn't play because I hate the D-pad on the Saturn. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. 
So I hate the D pad on the Saturn. And, you know, I couldn't even do a Hadouken. I couldn't move properly. Jesus Christ. It was just a nightmare. So what I ended up doing was I challenged them to play it on the PS1. I said, and I said, I don't play this game that much. The game I play is Marvel 1, and I would trash you in that game. <laughs> you better believe that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy you. He said, Marvel 1? Nah, man. I'll destroy you. And I'm like, okay, let's play then. And he said, okay, let's rent, let's rent out a PS2 and let's play. And my dude picked Red Bantam. And I found out that one moment that he had an infinite. However, it wasn't as easy to do on PS1. But he had that. But I realized that I wasn't actually that good. He knew the infinites. Because you get a lot of people like that. You get people who are, you know, ridiculous when it comes to executing infinites and whatnot. But again, there are fundamentals. Mm -hmm. If you can catch someone, you can't do an infinite. Right. If you don't get, if you don't get your, you know, if you don't get that infinite going, you can't beat someone. If that's the only, the only, like the only way you mostly win, then good luck playing neutral. Right. And yeah. I beat him there. I beat him. And he was super mad. I'm like, mm, I don't like these controllers. Oh, uh, let's go and play at home. Cause uh, I'm gonna beat you up over there. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right, let me know where you leave. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then I went to his house and I and I beat his ass over there. <laughs> and he was so tight. But before that, I had my 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 friend Carlos play. And I'm like, Carlos, just beat him up for me, bro. I already did the job. Just you already know what to do. Just beat him up. And little did I know, Carlos just got beat up like he didn't know how to play. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You look like like you look like a toddler holding a controller right now. <laughs> Oh no, but this and that. And I'm like, bro, you're just complaining, man. Like, come on, Carlos. Like, you, you should know better than this. You taught me this. You're much better than this guy. This guy only knows the infinites and whatnot. But the guy was good. But you know, Carlos was lacking in fundamentals. And he also mm -hmm. was really stubborn in his ways. Like he he didn't want to learn, you know, he didn't want to learn um moves the way they wear. Like he was doing half circles rather than doing quarter circles. And I'm like, bro, you're doing it wrong. You taught me this way, and I realized it was shorter than that. So do this. No, no, I'm more comfortable doing it like this. And I'm like, that is true that is true and you know eventually i move on you know to marvel superheroes street fighter and then marvel one and i one thing i didn't like about the verse series was that everything was simplified one quarter okay. circle one motion that's it super same thing for the thing and i'm like man this, this this junk is too easy like why couldn't they do it like like street fighter for three it was just like bah, bah, and then boom no, 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 no double motions. And I hated it. But then something happened. I played it so much that I was actually now having a little trouble getting used to the double motion of Street Fighter Alpha 3. And then, you know, it balanced it out. I balanced it out and I could, you know, switch back and forth. But I just appreciated, you know, what they, you know, what, what they wear. I just appreciated, you know, what the game wear rather than just mm -hmm. comparing them, the, comparing the two, because these are two different games. Let me, um, let me ask you, I um, had the pleasure of uh, speaking with Cable River, and uh, he tells me we go a lot into his uh, his upbringing in uh, Chile and the scene there. Um, now, I know you've been, you don't live in DR, you haven't been there, but what did you think about the progression of like just esports um, in the Dominican Republic and Latin communities? Uh, opposed to when you were first, you know, 
playing fighting games in general. I'm like, because I mean, in his situation, he mentions that because where he's from, he doesn't get opportunities. There's nothing about his skill, right? He's he's a skilled player, mm-hmm. and anything that he oh, yeah. he puts his mind to, you know. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we also talked about you know while most of the world knows him from Marvel, we talked about how good he was in King of Fighters as well. Um, that being said, uh, do you think throughout your fighting career uh, as a Marvel player, uh, you would have had the same access if you were still in DR, or do you think? And also, do you think that it's better now in DR for up and coming players to uh, become like? professional fighting players it's it's better now than it has ever been especially after you know mena but you know right is after he 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 did such a you know tremendous um eye-opening uh i don't know if I, I he made yeah he made a tremendous you know eye-opening achievement right yeah yeah he, he accomplished out. something yeah exactly he accomplished something colossal like this is colossal like this dude just came here of course, it's not like like he just came. Oh yeah, from out of nowhere, and then he just won. He's been you know he'd been grinding the game, and I've seen I've seen him uh, at next level, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Before winning Captain Cup and whatnot. But you know what he accomplished definitely just made everything skyrocket because the ignorance in the DR from a lot of people who are you know older school, for a lot of people who are even from the you know the current generation is is way too, it's way too uh, too alive, I would say. Like, oh, you're playing games, my dude. You're not gonna get anywhere with it. Like even nowadays, so like, you get people who are either my age or a little young, younger, and you know, is and they keep that that you know that ridiculous mentality alive. But that's because you know their parents. A lot oh, yeah. of things, ignorance is passed on generation, you know, of uh, generation to generation uh, by parents or neighbors and whatnot. But for the most part, back then, I wouldn't have been able to get. Uh, to get to know or to get, you know, to be who I am in the Dominican Republic because one, I lack the resources. I didn't know anything about the community in the Dominican Republic. Yes, I knew this one place where, you know, th- there were these guys and these guys had access to internet. We didn't even, we didn't have a, we didn't have a, we didn't even have cable at home. We had no internet. We had nothing, literally nothing. We barely had a radio to just tune into the, you know, radio stations to listen to music. And that was because, you know, that was me being poor. But people who were a lot more, um, a lot better economically established, right? They they could actually find the places where these tournaments were taking place. And that was more on my end, you know, in my my uh, economic, my, um, economic status, I would say. Right. Uh, but other than that, back then, I don't think I've, I would have been able to, you know, get to where I am today. Because of those limitations, those personal limitations, and also the lack of accessibility to uh, the stuff that we have here, because right. even like you can even go to a library and just access the internet and whatnot. And the internet is actually like very decent at libraries over there. Mm-hmm. Not so much there, not so much back then. Now we right. have a lot more, of course. Now, yeah, now uh, things have happened, and you know yeah. things have evolved where they see the need and they began to build the infrastructure that's important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the other thing. And you know, we already had like internet ca- internet cafes back then. That's when I found out about Facebook and whatnot. And at that time, like, yeah, the internet was already you know uh, well and alive, and you could find almost anything back then. So 
you know, as years went by, I noticed that a lot of things that I didn't know I could actually find out, but I, I needed to spend money on that. And I didn't have internet up until I came to the U.S. in like uh, 2009. And I think, no, it was in 2010. Okay. So, like, after Mena did what he did, like, that, he just lit up, lit up the fire. Because there's a lot of talent to the Dominican Republic and yes. all the old, like, all, all aspects of the, you know, the spectrum, regardless of the yeah. field. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot, lot of talent. talent. It just sucks. The, 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 the government, like, all governments have been pretty trash. Like, they don't care about, they don't care about the people. They, they just care about, you know, what makes their pockets better and bigger. Exactly. That's, that's all governments for you. Yeah, but it's like when it comes to like being really shitty, like this is the epitome of that. There are much worse, of course, but you know the point here is, damn man, so much talent, so many resources. Why the hell? Why the hell don't you? Why the hell don't you push? You know the youth. Why don't you? You know, teach them about all these resources that they can use to you know better their lives. They they don't they don't have to go to college. You know they they can learn uh, you know programming. You know they can learn to be uh, useful for uh, many areas in so- in society, but you know that's not a thing that is pushed early on uh, by the government. Yeah, there are some resources, right. but it's like I-, I feel like we're as a community we're taught to become employees of a business rather than to yeah. become dreamers and innovators, and mm-hmm. it- it's still a thing. Like you know, you're you're basically going to college. To get a good job in the hopes of getting a good job right you're not taught to take what you know and like curate something for yourself and that's, mm-hmm. that's just a, a pipeline process that still happens to this very day and i hope that this current generation and future generations start to break from the nar they start we have more entrepreneurs now you know more people creating something out of nothing um and i think that's important you know just to change the status quo and really showcase the creativity that people have rather than to just dedicate your life to a corporation or organization or business. And then yeah. say, here, thank you for your 25 years of your life. You know, mm-hmm. you can have this nice watch. You know, there's, there's, there's more to life than that, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I have to say, uh, I've had the honor and the pleasure to do a stint with uh, Capcom and uh, help produce um, a Capcom Pro Tour event in the art. Um, oh yeah, I saw, I saw that. The, that yeah, was that over. was dope. And, that was super. Uh, it dope. was. I've been to DR before. I I I love DR. I, I've gone to DR a bunch, especially in the last five six years. But to actually go and meet some of the community was yeah. definitely one of my favorite highlights of being a part of this community. And just meeting the staff at Game Over and those guys that were very welcoming. Dude, I I went to DR and they gave me. Uh, a bottle brew out, like, like special edition. Not you know, not, not I have because I've gone to DR so much. I literally have five, six bottles of brew out, mm-hmm. different types that are still sitting on my truck. I don't drink. I, I don't drink a lot at home, and this one I host. But um, they gave me another um bottle, and it was it was just so awesome. And I love those guys. But besides that, like the community was very awesome. Like you know, I remember there was like a, a fan um. A uh, lady, she was there. She was just so happy to get like an autograph from Knuckle Dude, you know, uh, like, yeah. like, like it, it made her life. And they're, they're just like us, you know, like just because they're yeah. in another country and they speak another language, they're, mm-hmm. they're not any different, you know. 
and they're highly competitive. They're great players. You know, they're they have yeah. the same passion, if not more of a passion, for their games. And so it it was just a really fun and yet humbling experience to go there, produce a show, and just have a good time. You know, um, hang out with with, with uh, uh, DRA. Uh, all those guys out there, they're very awesome to me. You know, shouts out to those guys. And uh, okay. I, I, I love it. Like, it, you know, the community, it was one of the few things I really love about the community. Like, no matter how far the distance, we're really family and we share the same love and passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 DR is another example of like great players in a great community, I feel, from what I see. Yeah, um, no, yeah, that is that is definitely true. Let's, let's, um, let's go to, Competitive. Let's go into the the Punisher persona and how how does how do we get how do we get that? Let I let's start. Yeah, let's start. What, what what what's the catalyst that says you know what? I can do this competitively. Let's see how far I go. When when does when does that take place? Well, you know, I always dreamed of because um, you know, again, I'm a sucker for Ryu. I love you know the Ryu attitude of like I need to get stronger. I uh I want to I want a bigger challenge. And I wanted to fight people who were much better than me because I was uh, really tired of, you know, just playing against casual people. And that was, you know, that, what I, that, that was what I was mostly surrounded by. And uh, I remember trying to teach these, uh, these people, right? Mostly close friend of mine or just their friends, uh, friends of friends. And, you know, they, um, they, um, they didn't want to learn. They were like, oh, no, man, because, like, you know, when you hit me with the thing, you, you, don't, let me, you don't let me do anything. Like I can't even I can't even wake well like wake up properly. You hit me right off. You put me on the ground and then you just pick me up again. And I'm like, dude, all you have to do is this. Like, no, nah, no. Nah. But then you would, and then you know what they would do it. I would hit him with something that would break that. And I'm like, yeah, you need to adapt. You need to understand that that's not a you know a silver bullet. Uh, so that's like the beginning of it. And you know, then um, I always dreamed of being able to. I was like, damn, wouldn't it be cool if there were like tournaments where people would go, just like you know, when people go and play baseball and stuff like that. It'd be really cool to have a community to who does that. And I remember again finding out about this guys at this you know this uh, video game club, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I would like to find more guys like that. And then you know things wore off, and then I came to the U.S. And then uh, one of the first things that I did was I went into uh, Kylera because we had MAME. I found out about MAME and I found out you, you could play games online. And then I found out you, mm-hmm. could, play, you could play retro games online, mm-hmm. like the, fight, the 2D fighting games. And I'm like, so you're telling me that I can play Marvel 1 online against someone else across the world? <laughs> you, I'm you like, mean, like me? you mean to tell me... And then you can, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, sign me in, sign me in. And then, you know, I did my research, I found out, and I started playing. I then, then, you know, I learned about, you know, the demise of lag. I'm like, oh my God, why is it lagging? Like, why is this happening? You know, this thinking and whatnot. But there, it was where, where it was cemented. I like my tag back then used to be the Punisher because you needed an, an alias, right? Mm. It was like, I'm going to call myself the Punisher. And I, you know, okay. stick that there. And, I was not as good as the people playing there because these are people who I've been playing for years and they know about all the cheap stuff. Right. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm so, I'm, I was getting so tilted because I knew I could beat them, but they had a cheap stuff. So I had to get past that to beat them. Mm -hmm. Right. So I need to learn how that worked. 
and I didn't learn it. That was like, that's always been one of my downfalls. I learned the, the, the cheap stuff. So, you know, I like that. And I'm like, damn, it would be cool if I could play against people like this offline. Cool. So I got a little known in the community, a tiny bit. So I became one of the regulars. And we used to have like like 4v4. No, it was not 4v4. It was 2v2 in Marvel 1. I'm like, wow, this is so cool that you can just bring in your friend and then he can just continue the thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. so after that, Marvel 3 happens. And then I start just binge watching all of these these YouTube videos. I see Ray Ray and all these guys and Big Two. Oh my God! Capcom presents Marvel <laughs> Comics. I would never forget that. Awesome. I would never forget that. And I got Marvel Three. And so, 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 so you, gotta... come, you come to? I'm sorry, Isaac. You come to? You come to New York from New York, correct? Yeah, no, I go to Philly. I spent five months oh, in okay. Philadelphia. Yeah, oh. and I was not living with my mother. I, uh, we were living with um, uh, an aunt-in-law. No, an uncle-in-law. I think that's what it is. It was mm-hmm. he was uh, my my aunt's my my aunt's uh, husband. So mm-hmm. we were living there for five months. Those months were a, a nightmare. I wish that had never happened. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, five months later, we we got to New York because my mom finally got an apartment, and you know. Time went by. I got BC trying to get into college. That also was a struggle because, you know, some of the papers I sent, they said I didn't send. They had them, but they didn't realize they did. It was a mess. And then, you know, years later, um, I go back to, you know, researching Marvel. And then when I research, I I see that, you know, there are tournaments and whatnot. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And I was, again, I was binge watching that. And one day I saw a comment talking about you know tournaments being organized i decided to go and it was the level grinding guys who organized that and i remember being like hmm that's not, that looks like it's kind of close to where i leave well, let me see and i eventually had to take like a taxi there and i went there and that was my first tournament ever the experience was amazing and i got second place that was like my first tournament ever and i got second place with and a freaking that was Marvel 3, yeah. And okay. I, this was me playing with a, a 360 pad. And I am a PS3 pad user. That was a mm. nightmare. Mm. And, you know, I had a converter as well. That That's where, you know, the painful converter days started. Because mm. I realized that the switch has had just happened to uh, from, from PS3 to 360. Right. And oh, then that's I, when I, I named it. I remember myself. the catalyst for that. <laughs> I, I, I remember the tournament. As to why we switch, <laughs> why the community switch from PFP to, but that's another story. <laughs> Is that the crazy stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was there. I was there when he blew up. I was sitting right behind him, and he said, you know, and, you know, I, I to be honest, I actually gave him the benefit of the doubt in what he was saying. It wasn't, I didn't feel like he was crying. Uh, I felt that he's always been a great player, you know, shout out to Chris G. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he had a legitimate gripe that you know he he's using he 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 perfected a tech that started from that minute with Mark. Right? Yeah, that is true. That is true. And when at the time it, the 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 strategy and the play was so frame perfect and precise, you had to have a level of execution to pull it off. So there wasn't people, didn't, mm-hmm. even though people knew that that show was awesome, 
they wasn't running to it and using terms because it was hard to execute. So mm-hmm. he of all people can actually legitimately say that there was an issue with the frames if he was having issues executing when he did it fine every other time. And when I, yeah. I, 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 I that's, but that's what that, I, I won't spend too much more time on that. But So yeah. I, it was legit, right? But go on. So we switch over. You were a PS3 player. You had to play on the Xbox 360 pad, which I think are harder for fighting games. But that, yeah, it, they're definitely horrible. Uh, like the buttons, it's just a D-pad. Like I just couldn't get past a D-pad because I'm a D-pad player and uh, mm-hmm. I cannot play on the analog when it comes to fighting games. So I had to do that switch on the fly. First time. Here you go. And I don't know the triggers were actually also different too. So okay, yeah. I was like, damn, I have to do that, man. This is my first tournament. And then, you know, I was beating a lot of people. I was still struggling with the controller, but these were people. Was there any names that you Or any names in that tournament? Any uh, known players? Or, or who would you end up losing to? Like, who was in that tournament? I have to know. Uh, that, well, in that tournament, there was only one guy that I had been friends with for the most, for the longest time. Uh, besides, you know, uh, Stetson, it was, um, it was, um, Angel Bias, aka Ooh, Angel Bags. Okay. Angel Bags. Yeah. He was the guy I put into losers and he was super tight. He was <laughs> so pissed off. He was determined mm-hmm. to take me out. I put oh, him in yeah. losers. I beat everybody up to grand finals and he comes back from the grave like the Grim Ripper, just to rip the first place out of my hands. <laughs> and he just, he just plays the most disrespectful way possible. And he was playing oh, the man. same cheap-ass team he's been playing. And he, you know, he beats me. Uh, but it was most, it was mostly, one, I, uh, I, did a, I made a lot of mistakes approaching him, especially against Wesker, because Wesker level 3 X-Factor, even though it's not the greatest, is ridiculous too. When it comes to his normals, how fast he is, and the damage output. Of course, level three X Factor is great for any for most characters. But right. my goodness, so many happy boos. It was not even it was not even funny. And no, he just takes it. He he talks on smack, and I'm like, I hate this guy. I'm like, I hate this guy so much. I wanna beat him so bad. Like, this is not gonna happen again, ever. Mm. And then okay. I meet Reed. Who Reed. I oh to this God. day. Yo. Who I to this Reed. day. You know, I ran into Reed last, was it, a while ago. I ran into him in co-op. He's, he doesn't co-op. Um, and I, I always call him my, my long-lost brother. We have the same last name. Like, he's David Yeah, Reed. I noticed that, too. I'm, I'm Rodney Reed. So when I first yeah. met him, I'm like, are we related? Because I remember actually going to a tournament to play Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And they thought I was Reed, and they were scared. Like, oh my God, Reed's coming! And I'm like, no, I'm I'm not Reed. I, I know who he was at the time. But uh, and then I met him. He was a mall player. Yes, I remember Reed. And Reed was such a cool guy. Like he's still an yeah. awesome guy. Right? Super yeah, so. awesome guy. I meet this guy. He obliterates me with beautiful Joe and his mm-hmm. normal yes. team. And I'm like, I'm like. What do I do against this crap, man? Like, I can't do anything. Iron Fist is just unplayable right right, right, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the approach? And, you know, after he beats me, he goes up to me. He's like, yo, listen, man, pretty godlike. You need to, like, after, I think that was after the tournament was done. It was, he, talk, he was talking to me. He was like, you're pretty godlike, dude. Like, you need to come to the house of crack. And I was like, to the house of what? 
I'm like, I'm like, mm, I don't think so, dude. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, 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 man. Listen, listen, listen. You don't, you don't understand. It's, it's not what it sounds like. It's not what it sounds like. I'm like, okay, so explain. And he was like, okay, so the house is cracked. It's you know this place, uh, run by this guy. His house, you know, we would do tournaments and whatnot. You have there are a lot of strong players over there. And I, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty sure you have, you have great potential. You're a pretty great player because to be playing this team and to be getting this far into the tournament, it's not an easy task. I don't see anybody doing right. this. You need to go to a hassle crack. So I met Reed there. Reed was the one beating me consistently. And after that, it was Reed versus, you know, uh, Angel, right? And it was funny because Angel at the time <laughs> was using, using his, his friend's uh, alias, right? He was calling himself Galvis. <laughs> Angel is such a funny guy. <laughs> So he was like, yeah, Galvis Sanchez. He was using his friend's name. <laughs> so <laughs> so when when you no know, when I got to the house, then you know, I, I um I met uh, Ray Ray and many of the other guys. I remember the first day I got there. I was, you know, in training mode, practicing my combos, and Bum was like, Hey, uh, what do you play? And he came over and he looked at me. I'm like, Wait, you play that? I'm putting you on stream. I'm putting you on stream first match because <laughs> I was playing like Chong Lee, Iron Fist, Rocket. Yeah. And he was just like, no, no, you have to go on stream. And I didn't understand why, because I just got there. Like, he doesn't know me. And he right. was just so excited. I'm like, he was so, ex he was so excited. I, I just, just, I was just flabbergasted. I'm like, why is he that, that excited? And <laughs> then I was just beating the hell of everybody I was playing. Prodigy was one of the first people I beat. I beat him so fast because I played an Iron Fist, Raccoon, Hawkeye. I beat him so fast. He was like, man, what the f <laughs> Like, who is this no, guy? Dude, that was... That I was, that love was that one, team. Right? <laughs> oh. I, I love that team. I know eventually you end up dropping Iron Fist, but... Yeah. Always watching your Iron Fist was like... Ah! You know, it was so... I, um, so, I, I, I wasn't... I mean, I, I, for me, as someone that runs a team that just loves fighting games in general, even though my heart is yeah. KOF mostly, um, I have my hand a little bit in everything. I, I'm not all in on any one game, really, right? And mm -hmm. so I didn't hear about you until uh, Sean, of course, Sean Aquino, um, yeah. told me mm -hmm. about you of course. a while back. We're talking about you. And, you know, Sean was like, Sean was like the big butterfly of the local Marvel community, and like he yeah. Was, when I say local, not just New York, New York City. I'm talking about the whole region. Like he he goes mm -hmm. he goes to big events, and like Philly gives him love, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and he he's just a player. Like he he didn't win anything crazy, um, but it's just like this kind of guy he is. He's very sociable, very cool dude. Oh, and yeah. um, 100%. I remember uh, he would tell me so much about you. Like I'm like, I gotta see you play. And I remember the first time I actually saw you play was the first uh, DTN. Uh, oh, yes, that yeah. was my breakout, my breakout first major. Yes, end. yes, and like I remember, like Sean was like, "Yo, he's gonna win this whole freaking thing!" Like, what, what, what? you know? And uh, and Sean was already hyped because Sean had gotten the top eight. Um, I think he beat uh uh, uh Black White. Is that what his name was? Um, the mall player. He was just like he, he beat someone he shouldn't have been. Uh, he, he was a super hype. So um, he was in top eight. He was actually being top eight. And then I, I just remember like your match with Jay Rosa and like, oh my god, just like how everyone just stopped what they were doing, like, 
and I was told I was totally misbehaving like that whole weekend. I was I was at my worst. Like uh, yeah, I was there to, I was there as a volunteer to help out. Like, that was my thing. Initially it was mm-hmm. like us us like as KB, we would all go, like all all forty seven of us would go and like outfit a whole major with like volunteers and like they used to love us for that. You know, it's like, oh my God, we have we have our staff, like KB's here. You know? Yeah. And um I remember like I was, I was just you know I was just being outside of doing what I had to do and being professional. Away from that, I was being bad. I was making fun of other players I didn't like and other people at the time. Mm-hmm. Steve would tell you what I was doing, you know, off camera what I was doing. Um, but um, I remember like uh, watching you that Sunday and like how at, like time stopped because everyone was just watching you in that match. And I was like, yo, this guy is amazing. Like this Iron Fist is phenomenal. And everyone's losing it. Like. Tell me how you felt in that situation that that weekend. Man, that weekend was such a a, a huge, I would say a colossal uh, roller a roller coaster, because I was running with a Chronos converter, and there were many rumors that the, that it caused lag. And for the most part, mm. the people I played, they said it was fine. There were some people who said that they felt like uh, like their inputs were dropping, but it's like whenever they landed a combo on me, yeah, I would just die. I'm like, mm, okay, I'm like. It's like it's working fine. And then you know, I got to Jay Rosa. I beat Dominion that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh and during my losers run uh run. And it was I, I got I made it I made top A from losers. Because first round of losers, I had uh had to go to the bathroom and I spent like <laughs> near like thirty five minutes because it was bad. Oh man. Oh man. And it was that, like that, that I nerves, that was nerves. No, it must it must have been uh, oh, fast food I got. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> must have been like food poisoning because oh, it was sorry, really yeah. bad. And yeah. I and yeah, I had been waiting for hours, and my match wasn't starting until like half the day was gone. So I was there from like really early on. So we went to get food, and yeah, when when it was my almost my turn to play, my stomach was just exploding, and I'm like, oh no, I gotta go. I'm like, yo, scamby. Please, bro, just let this guy know. Tell him not to disqualify me, to, to wait a little bit. The guy waited for like 35 minutes. And I was surprised. And he's in the scamby. He said, yo, bro, go. And I'm yo, scamby. I'm almost done, bro. But it's like, wow, I can't do this. Gil, the guy's going to kill you, bro. I'm going to go tell him one more time. And then scamby just came like five minutes later. Yo, Gil, I'm sorry, bro. He just DQ'd you. You're the losers now. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, it's all right. I still have a chance. I'm, I still have a chance. I think I can do a little something. So let's just try to do my best, whatever little I have. Mm. And I did just that. You know, I played it out. I was just super bummed out. So the guy, the guy felt bad. He was like, I'm sorry, dude, but I had to do it, man. It took too long. You know, I gave you ch- wait, plenty of chances. And it just didn't happen. I just wish you the best, you know. There's nothing I can do. So I played it out. I beat Armenian. I made Top A. Everybody was a lot more excited than I was because I didn't, I didn't understand the value of Top A. And this was a thing that I didn't understand that much until years later because... A lot of times, your judgment of how something, how, how valuable something is, is clouded by your skill. Your skill, that's mm-hmm. one thing. And also by your ignorance mm-hmm. as well. Right. The skill can also make you very ignorant and unaware of, you know, the things that, that, that surround how, how hard it is to get to a certain point. So I made top eight, first tournament ever. And there were people who have been going to tournaments for years and they could have never made it out of pools. And I'm making top eight from losers. I'm a DQ. 
And then Jay Rosa starts complaining about, you know, the inputs that, oh, they're dropping, blah, blah, blah. But again, he's doing his whole fist pattern just fine. And then, you know, he makes me play on a PS2 pad. And the problem about the PS2 pad is that the, the quote unquote triggers, which are just bumpers, they have a problem where you have to, the dead zone is, I think it's a little too, too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too high. I would say like you have to go yeah, way too deep. It's not the, the same reaction. Yeah, not the same reaction. Yeah. yeah. And that was messing me up. I couldn't dash properly. So I ended up playing with that, with that converter that he had. His converter was fine. It was great to be honest. Uh, the controller was great for the most part, but it was just uh, the trigger. So I, I couldn't just wave dash the, you know, properly. And I was struggling, but I was still able to pull through, you know, so let me let me just say the last portion about you know what happened <laughs> how Jay Rosa lost. So for some reason Iron Fist touches Morgan and she dies. Now I know I have a chance because he's probably gonna try to escape with Doom. And if I touch Strider, Strider is not gonna get to play because Iron Fist just decimates like, health. Strider's a, a piece of paper in that game. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, like like Iron Fist hits like a truck, and now you have someone mm-hmm. who's glass cannon. So. That was like the best combination ever. So we played it out. I killed Doom after killing Morgan. And it is Strider versus Iron Fist, no X Factor. There's a you know, there's a an honest game. He he gets orbs, I survive, his X Factor just run out. And now we gotta play the game. Now he has to play a neutral game, and I'm really confident on the ground. I'm like, I don't care how fast Strider is, he's not messing with me. And then I hit him, and rather than doing level three right away, because I was very nervous, like my, I was just shaking. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, please don't drop this combo. Please, things work out. I'm like thinking about so many variables at the same time. And when I finally hit him, I try to do level one. I think it was. No, no, I, I get a combo. He goes into the corner, and I go for something that just whiffs. And I'm like, why the hell did this whiff? And it was that I try to dash, and that I didn't get the dash on time. Because of the the, the, mm. the the trigger, and then yeah. he he falls out. He rolls forward out of the corner. I chase him, and then the game is stolen once again from me because I get an air throw. And Iron Fist has this glitch where if you press a button as he's coming out of the the you know the throw animation and that state, the game counts him as he 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 gets frozen into that state. So whatever button he presses, it doesn't matter if he's really close to the ground or touching it. He remains floating, so he's gonna throw an air normal, and that's exactly what happened. You can see Iron Fist stuck in the air, just doing whoa. Oh, I'm sorry about that. If it was too loud, so he was going like this, and J Rosa escapes that. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe. Wow, I, I didn't know and, that. And, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I tried to delay that 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 attack because I was aware of that the whole time, but it still came out. So when I see that, I'm like, he's gonna roll forward. And he did roll forward. I'm sorry. He's going to roll back. And he did roll back. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do Fist of Fury. And the super is going to hit me. He's going to chip him out. Rodney, I got freaking Spirit of the Dragon by mistake. And Iron Fist goes like, Spirit of the Dragon. <laughs> and Jay Rosa is just standing there, not blocking. And all of a sudden, he just decides to dash. It was the last frame of the super. And this guy just <laughs> ran into the flame. And the whole crowd roars and goes crazy. Everybody's just jumping out of their seats <laughs> and laughing out loud. Everybody's just bending forward because they can't take it. And it was wow. funny because even if he got got on the combo, Iron Fist wouldn't have died. We would still have right. to reset neutral again. Mm-hmm. But oh my god, that moment was just iconic. It got clipped. He went viral. Oh my god. Yo, you know what's funny is like 
you hear these stories, right? And well, not I hear your your side of the story, right? And yeah, it it, it we can't we don't know what's going through your head. We we just see what we oh, see, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it, it, it's just so amazing, right? And that, that you're caught up, and you're you're literally dealing with like two to three scrambles at that point, right? Especially with <laughs> the glitch not being yeah. in your favor. And it's like that 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 game has always been stressful to me. It's basically just for the scramble. And not even as a player, like just to watch it. I'm like, you know, I, I, I've never been more like I'm at events like I stand up and I cringe, you know, because I, I see there's there's like a photo of me, I think, reacting to like I know what's Marvel. When I saw the photo of me, I said, I know I was watching Marvel for sure. I think I think I actually think it was the Coach C versus Flux. Uh, exhibition oh my at God. ECT, and like because that's what that game does to you, right? Like, like yeah. say what you want to say about the game, like it or don't like it. Like, mm-hmm. it's definitely one of the hypest games I've ever watched to this mm-hmm. day. Yeah, like, that's true. There's nothing that is true. as hype as Marvel. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's I, I love King of Fighters. I'm a King of Fighters guy. I love all fighting games, but Marvel to me is one of the most hypest games. And just on that merit. I can watch it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can like I go to events and like oh this is this game's top eight. You know I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> you know and go get a drink or something. But Marvel top eight, come on, we got we got we got to watch it because you never know what's gonna happen. You know and it, the, the the scramble is so exciting to watch. Yeah, that that is you know that's actually a huge a huge thing and and you know I would get a lot of anxiety from playing you know in tournaments. That would be shaking, and even though it got better, you know, I, I still get, you know, I still get shaky, even though it doesn't look like it because I'm pretty good at, you know, try to not try not show it that much. But it's like I get super shook when I play, and you know that that triples when I'm playing online. If I play like online on Parsec, and you know, there's a little lag, my heart starts racing, and then I get super angry, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be getting this mad. But it's like I just hate being in the situation where I cannot control what's happening. And you know, to the, to the yes, to the spectators, it's just me getting salty. But it's just the difference. And you know, right. if you don't own a, a server, hey, you're pretty much toast because you can't, you can't, you can't adapt. You can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna adapt. No, you can't because it's fluctuating. Right. Now you get this many frames. Now the t- timing changed randomly, and then you know you just didn't, you just dropped your combo. You know that marble is very unforgiving. Very <laughs> unforgiving. <laughs> Super, super unforgiving, and you know, uh, it's a it's a fun game. Game I you know I hold very dear uh, dearly to my heart. I love it. I just love it so much. Um, <laughs> in, in in the thought of unforgiving, it had to have been unforgiving enough for you to change your composition. So, what makes you settle on like your final team composition that you used in uh, tournament play? Like, I think you go, you then go to. Uh, Rocket, you go to Rocket. Is it Rocket Modoc? Tell me, I forget your team composition. My 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 final team composition ended up being uh, Hawkeye Modoc Rocket, and then each you no, know, I added more 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 you know more characters like Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe was a character that I always wanted to play, and then you know I ran into Reed, and Reed taught me everything he you know he he could. He would come here and sit with me, and we would play, and we would discuss different things. I would ask him questions. Uh, I would ask him to you know to go over my videos, some videos, because he was super busy with uh, school, so I didn't want to bother him that much. I was just grinding, you know, going over his amazingly done beautiful Joe tutorial, which I still think is the best to date. Like, if I were to do something better than that, 
and Reed had to be involved or it was just me just copying whatever he did and just improving right. upon the things that that maybe might be lacking but it's just like you know the guy is a damn brainiac when it comes mm. to you know the amount of effort and 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 knowledge he put into that video like i just i just kept on watching that religiously but yeah what pushed me to that team was basically you know the limitations of playing my team a lot of times when i was getting touched i was just dying so there's no second chances right. if you the less chances you get to play the more likely it is that you are going to lose mm-hmm. and i wanted that so i was hey, like hey, okay can you explain to people that may not be ultimately familiar with marvel and those type of games right what, what does it mean to have a chance to play okay so in marvel 3 a lot of people confuse uh you know one touch kills marvel 3 is not a one touch kill game mm-hmm. and the reason why i say this is because one touch kill games are the games where you get touched once and you died and for the most part you know they they didn't spend any resources you just died right. you got a combo mm-hmm. and the combo, the combo never ended and boom you're done and Marvel 3 you have to spend a lot of resources and you have to have right. you know the right team composition a lot of times you have to get a specific hit to get there Right. And, you know, it's mostly a one-touch hit game if your character has very low health. And even yeah. then, it can also be really hard because if you got it from a throw, then the scaling is going to be is gonna be through the roof. Right. Um, in Marvel 3, there are characters who can touch you and just loop you to death with very little resources, aka zero. He touches you and you get zero chances of playing if they don't drop the combo because <laughs> lining loops do not scale. <laughs> and, you know, they oh, have... Man. They don't apply it to something called uh, the hit stun deterioration. The more yeah. hit stun a combo has, the more likely it is your character is going to flip out of that combo to prevent infinite. Right. Well, Zero, for as long as he has meter, he can keep that going. And the damage output on that is just absurd, to put it lightly. It's just absurd. Like you just die, and he just, oh, he always builds the second bar. Always. Right. It's always. just ridiculous. And if you have the right composition, you might not get a chance to play. Because, you know, the problem about Marvel is that you, uh, for, for the most part, is you get a hit, you optimize it to the best of your capabilities to kill or to vortex the person. And that right. means you put him into another guessing situation. They have mm-hmm. to guess a 50-50. And if they don't guess right, they'll most likely just lose the character. And, you know, after the character dies, they have to take the incoming mix-up. Right. You have to block <laughs> left and right. You have to, you know, choose oh, whether you want to block or not. And, you know, if you decide to air dash, you can get air thrown. And there are a lot of variables that come into that. So when you rinse and repeat the same formula, you basically don't get a, get a chance to play. You don't get a chance to play. And that can, that can, that can uh, be replicated so much. It's just unfathomably um, draining. That you get mentally drained really fast, huh? Or exciting? Yeah, like, and exciting. Yeah, and, exi- and exciting too. Yeah, I think that the incoming mix-up can be the most hype thing in a Marvel match sometimes because that, you, that is true. Nine times out of ten, if they're hit with incoming, they're probably going to die, right? So yeah, it all most it all case. rests on on your ability to to deal with the incoming mix-up, and mm-hmm. like I, I I know I've gone bananas over over stuff like that. Like I. I you did something sick. I can't remember. You ended up losing, which I, I really wish you didn't lose. I think you were you were going against Monoclot. Yeah, 
at Winterbrook. And you did, I forget what it was you did. It was in that. It was a final set or whatever. I think it was, it might have been loser's semis or loser's final. I, maybe you can tell me better. You ended up taking second or third. You lost them all in five. But you did something sick. I can't remember what it was. I have to actually go back and find the video. But I know I jumped out my seat and ran almost out of the place. I thought you were going to win. I think you ended up dropping the combo, which is like happened to them all. But, but mm-hmm. again, like the incoming, it, it, for me, is so exciting. That, that's what it does yeah. for me. Like, I, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy got hit, you know, coming in. Like, how do you block, you know, that, that's the regular time. How do you block that? You know, like, you know, which way do you block? You know, you hear that commentary, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, I, that, I, do you remember that match um, in detail? You said it was a winner roll? Yeah, I think I think that was the one that Cosmo ended up winning. Hmm. Was winner ball? I think you you lost to Marlon Pie. And I think I, I, I lost to. I think I lost to. I I can't I can't remember much. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I think it was uh, uh, it was a uh, the way I lost it was, I think I was going for a combo where I needed to kill Doom. Because Ami was left, and then I'll get like you yeah. know incoming mix up. I think I was like fully, fully powered up in, in terms of cubes with Modok. I was running Modok, right? Yeah, yes, yes. yeah. So I think I, I dropped the combo because I, yeah, I, uh, I mistimed something. He just foot dived me, and, and then I just died from there because he just followed my lead, and that's it. <laughs> it was just no, follow my dive. lead, follow my lead, done. <laughs> the win button. <laughs> the foot dive is either the best or the worst thing, like depending on. Who's receiving? Who's doing it? Right? Like you see, foot like, oh. so <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 definitely one of the things that separated the you know the top tier characters from from the you know the, the terrible characters, is that the mm-hmm. top tier characters had a lot of very common traits that made a really good character uh, in Marvel Three, and that was the ability to com- to convert from one single hit, regardless of you know where they hit you. Doom right. foot, doom foot dive, hit you. It's a hard knockdown, so you get all the time in the world. You can actually drop the controller, you know, go make some pancakes and come back and pick <laughs> it up. And you know, uh, Virgil has Homebreaker. It's a hard knockdown. And right. in Morgan's case, she doesn't need that. If she had that, my God, I don't even know what the hell would have happened to us. Oh my God! But again, she has shell kick, uh, like a million, a million, um, like a million in terms of hits done. And then she yeah. has Shadow Blade to confirm in case you know the four framer is not good enough. Uh, but yeah, I I don't remember much about that other than than me trying to go for like the optimal stuff because Mo- Modoc combos are like really hard and sometimes it felt like like for some reason when I pressed the button it was either too early or too late or the, 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 I felt like some kind of lag. So at that point, you know, it would be more me just guesstimating rather than having something accurate. But uh, it must have been you know the first the first two options, not the the third was you know, oh yeah it was a little lag for the most part. But yeah, the com- those combos are like really hard. So a lot of times you gotta keep things a little simpler. And mm-hmm. you know, I pay- I paid the the ultimate prize, and you could see that I was winning, and then I just lost because of that one thing. Lost a combo, Marlin hit me with foot dive. It was it, it was not even something that oh I he dropped out of combo. No, foot dive. That's it. You didn't have time to process what happened. You saw right. it happen, and then you you were like, hmm. Okay. Uh, like, what dive just happened again for yeah. the millionth time? Okay. Like, damn, bro, not like this. <laughs> not like this. Can't. 
Yeah, it was, you um, would just hear the, the crowd. like. I know you have some wins under your belt. What was your first major win? And what was that for you? Was that like, was that worth the, like the heartache, the close finishes, the second places, the third places? Like, what did that feel like for you? Okay, so when it comes to majors, I never won a major from 03, sadly. I only got second, third, fourth, fifth, second, a bunch of times, but never got first place. Mm. But like in terms of tournaments, I won next level. I think I won like a, a House of Chaos uh, for the first time. Give me a second, Roddy. Mm. G- give, give me a second. Let me just uh, put up the, the green screen. Sure. I'm going to have to do this right now. Uh, I'm sorry to pause this really quickly. I'm going to try to do as fast no as problem. possible, okay? No problem. I hope you guys have been enjoying so far. I'm going to just give, give it a second to set up some stuff real quick. Um, we always talk about our sponsors again. In the meantime, you want to check out Acquire.ca. They're based in Canada. Great company. Um, you, know, you get a 10% code off any purchase of our gear. Uh, with the code KPB, so you can definitely use that. Um, also, you can also visit Saltamia, which again, as I mentioned before, also make a like fine stickers, keychains of your favorite FGC characters from different fighting games across the board. Check them out at saltamia.com. You also got Technisport, and you get 10% off any of their wonderful chairs with the code KPB. So you want to check them out? You want to check them out at technisport.com. We're back after a short break. Uh, we had to get a Gilbert set up, so you can do a special background. We continue for those listening, of course. Is you know doesn't matter, you can't see anything. But we're back with Gilbert and Gilbert. We 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 left off with um talking about your wins, your tournament wins, uh, second place. Oh yeah, you won a couple of locals. Um, what is it, is it something that you felt has eluded you that major win? Um. Do you, now we, we know that Marvel three won't be on like the major stage again, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of like whenever we do get back to those offline tournaments, you know, it's unlike I'm not saying never, it's it's unlike uh yeah. strange things have happened in this in this community. Um do you feel that you've missed out on winning? Would you seek that win in a future game should you come back to the FGC uh, for another game or full time, is that something that's been on your mind? Um, I um, in terms in terms of you know um, coming back for another game, yes, I will. I can't tell you know which game it's going to be because at the time being, you know, I'm just trying to uh, be more more stable in other areas. You know, you know, financially speaking, that's one thing. Um. What else I was going to say? Oh yeah, so in terms of Marvel Three, I don't. I no longer have the drive I had back then to you know get you know the first first uh the first place medal and whatnot. And the reason why is because I think I had accomplished a lot more than what I expected to accomplish because I didn't go into Marvel Three competition expecting anything. I wanted to play the best people. I wanted to learn from the best people. I wanted to be where the best were at. And I think I had cemented, you know, cemented myself there as, you know, one of the people that you can't just be like, 
oh, you're fighting Punisher. Don't worry, you got this. It's uh, you know, it was it was to the point where it was like, holy hell, you're fighting Punisher, bro. Are you ready? <laughs> and I always found it funny because uh, I never considered myself like that much of a threat. But again, it's just you know, ex- expectations versus reality, right? Uh, in terms of one in the first place, I think I did that with NBCI when uh, it mattered the most for me. That's one thing. So I, uh, yeah, I, I did that with NBCI. I did it against someone who was just annihilating everybody, and it was Sonic Fox. Mm-hmm. I beat him at KIT in 2018. I put him in losers, and I took him out. Yes. Sonic, Fo- Sonic Fox is, you know, uh, a great player and one of the, the the most humble people I've ever seen in my life and being able to you know take him out of the tournament was a huge win that I will never forget and being able to you know beat other people and be like one of the top players yet again at another game was you know what was huge for me I also won Dreamhack uh, in 2017 yeah the, the very end of 2017 which surprisingly was Sonic Fox who, you know, gave me the, the plane ticket to get there because he um because they were not they were not gonna they were not gonna go to DreamHack since you know they had their eye on um, what is it called on the you know the Capcom Pro Tour kind of thing for MVCI. Oh when, the, uh, yeah, Fox, the, the, the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah they feel like that sounded thing. like yeah. a crazy logistical mess. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I, I wasn't really invested in MBCI too much to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did hear about you know that pro tour and like the whole thing with beating someone and getting the gem and using those abilities. Um, was that viable? Or it sounded from someone on the outside of it. Like to be honest, was that a viable like tournament thing, or was it like a mess? Your opinion. Well, from what I heard, it was a uh, it was a mess. I like the idea behind it, but there were a lot of things that were not clear. Uh, when do you get to use your stone? Who uses it? You know, how many times? All that. Right. There were some things were clear, some were not so much. And this was a complaint I heard a lot from a lot of the players who participated in that, especially you know, Claro Five, uh, Chris G, of course. Uh, you know, he, we already know about the Chris G rant, which you know, how <laughs> like. A lot more truth than you know what I was expecting. Not because you know he would um he would you know he would try to cover some stuff, but because you know it was surprising that the, the event was run not not that optimally, to put it to put it lightly. And you know it was a shame. It was a shame that you know that was the thing, because holy hell we're getting a new Marvel game, and you know we're banking we're banking it all on that new Marvel game. Let's do it. You know let's do our best. Let's forget about you know about the graphics not being as great as you know marvel 3 <laughs> let's just try to do our thing let's yeah. try to push it because and the game didn't look as bad when you were playing it it has you know it's, yeah, rather, I, it's I, rough edges I, I i feel like you're not even thinking no graphics when you're playing a fighting game i feel yeah, like especially you're thinking about especially a game surviving <laughs> and winning yeah and, that is true that know. is also true like you're like Both, i guess no, that doesn't do like that that doesn't look that shiny you're not. You're not thinking about Dante's like shiny. Where you're thinking of, holy hell! Why can't Dante just help me hit me like overhead from almost full screen? Capcom right. devs, anybody? Because <laughs> Dante was like super busted when the game came out, and then he remained like that. And even the, how the hell you do you get nerfed from like 
top one to top one. Like, dude, come on. <laughs> I'm like, why is this guy so stupid good? Like, a lot of things couldn't could not be contested. But I'll say, um, Marvel Infinite was the the game that just gave me you know that that one first place kind of thing. And I know this is gonna sound a little, you know, uh, what's the the word for that? A little anticlimactic. But once I got first place, I feel like I was gonna feel much much better. It just mm -hmm. felt like just 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 another tournament win for me. For I understand me. that. And yeah, it's like it's not that it was not hard because it was hard as hell. Right. But it's like you know, I feel like the stress that you have to put yourself under just probably undermined it a little bit. And also, as I said before, your skill sometimes clouds your judgment on you know how hard it is to actually get these things. And I and I learned that big time when I try to play Street Fighter Five. Where I, okay. you know, I placed fifth place at next level in 2018. And we're talking about like going against Item. And I was about to beat him there. Uh, I was about to beat him like to one. And I messed up. And of course, it's Item. Item is a robot. I love my boy. Item, yeah. you're a robot. We know that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than that, you know, I fought against you know, some of the great people up there. And it was great, you know, seeing how much of a struggle it was to even make it past like you know the 0 and 2 I, yeah. I fully understood where the hell I was at and why people were so excited about me in Marvel 3 because Marvel 3 was not a game for everybody Marvel 3 was a game that would just make you look like you don't know how to play Yes, because you, you get steamrolled so fast <laughs> oh my god so fast it's like wow I dropped like close to like 25 bucks just to come and show people how badly I got beaten up. Yeah. <laughs> how, how much I can't block. <laughs> yeah. Do you Who even need that? to block Especially in the game? You gotta hit first. In Marvel 3? Yeah. You don't have to block. You gotta hit first. A lot of times, yeah. A lot of times you have to block when you hit first. <laughs> <laughs> What's blocking? What's blocking? You're, like, you're like, hey man, listen, you play so well. And you're like, yeah, bro, I just didn't have to block once. <laughs> Sometimes it goes like that. It's like, how many times do you block? None. <laughs> None. How many times do you get hit? And you're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're going to get hit. Oh, my about. God. Dude. Like, Marvel 3 was definitely something of its own. You know, I still enjoy it, but it's like the amount of the amount of shenanigans the game has is just off the charts. Phoenix, level 3, X-Factor. Oh, oh geez. Dark Phoenix level three X Factor. Oh, you just won the game, but wait, you just lost, bro. You just gave it back the the game, and you know I was. It was funny because for me, I for some reason I felt some in some some kind of like joy fighting that. Well, after I started playing Modoc, of course, and it was because I infused that feeling that feeling of powerlessness in like in people. When they know that even though they got Dark Phoenix, they got they got to deal with some random ass stuff. You got to deal with something. Like, oh, yeah, you got Modoc. You don't know if Punisher is going to full screen super and hit you and then confirm full screen. You don't know yeah. if he's going to team super. <laughs> <laughs> and now you got you to gotta think because if you lose, holy hell, dude, how do you lose? You had Dark Phoenix level three X Factor. You get popped by a cube. What? <laughs> and you got popped by a cube. Or you just got hit by a log, bro. You were mashing, you were just like, beep, 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 and then block trap. And Yo, you're like, bro, block trap is so debilitating. It's like, it's one of those things that 
you know he has it, but you somehow seem to forget that it's there. Like you yeah. know very well raccoon problems against mm-hmm. against like and and yet for some, I that that the long shot has to be one of the most or like how did you get hit by that? You had yeah. to know he was going to use it, and it's just <laughs> mm-hmm. the thing about and the wall flat. <laughs> oh yeah, that that is it, it is just so demoralizing to get hit by a lot. It track. is, it truly is, because you know it's super slow to start up, but once it gets going, mm-hmm. I'm coming for you. Yeah, and you no, know, that's 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 what happens, especially in you know where it spawns, it catches people yeah. so off guard. Because I saw a lot of people just super jumping and it's like. Just throwing the, the beams, boom, and doom. I'm like, hi, chachito. I'm like, I'm going to get I'm going to get you, boy. I mean, just keep doing that. Teleport. They do it again. Lock trap. Full screen. Full screen. <laughs> confirm. Oh <my> <laughs> and you just get put into the blender once again. Time to guess, boy. And oh, my God. People just felt so stupid. <laughs> because once they were on the corner and they jumped, I had a boulder that would get activated mm-hmm. the moment they jumped. And they would block. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to cross you up right now. You're not going to be able to see it. Boing. Yeah. <laughs> Boing. That's it. Oh, mm. uh, man. Um, who, who are some of your favorite, like, protagonists and antagonists in the community? Like, personality that you just, that you just, in, in the mall community specifically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my favorites. Uh, let me see. Reed is one, of course. I'm biased as hell when it comes to Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Ray, Steve. Steve is like one of my my biggest antagonists. Because <laughs> I love Steve in real life, but I hate him as a player. I wish nothing but the worst <laughs> for him. And Marvel Infinite, you know, was like my my way to pay to pay him back. I mean, yeah. my way to get my payback. Yeah. Because now when he saw me, he would just look at me like. <laughs> Like bro, <laughs> like we don't, we don't have to lose. Like he, he was just afraid of playing raccoon because raccoon was broken in that game. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Steve is like my all-time, like one of my all-time rivals. It, it's it's just like it's just amazing because he just beat me up so much during my early days, and I hated that his team just had to touch any of my characters once, and that's mm-hmm. it. I just didn't get to play. It was, and no, he would just beat you. And he was like. And do his combo and just be like, like nothing's happening. Oh yeah, it's just another regular day in training mode. Here I come, boy. I'm just you know, you're not gonna block this mix up because you know it's so layered. I don't even know what's going on. You're gonna get hit <coughs> right now. And then you would just lose, and I would just, I would just be so salty. I would give him like the saltiest handshake. So looking at him like, look at this. I'm like, look at this move. <laughs> just look at him like, how can how can you yeah, how can you just play and just look at people like this when you have these stupid ass mix ups. How do you live with yourself? Yeah. Coach Steve we're talking about, by the way, and, Coach Steve. And, so. you know, Coach Steve, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I, you know, I, lo- I love him. He's a, he's a great dude. He's uh, also one of the mm-hmm. people who helped me, you know, grow the most in the community because, you know, it, he, he just ignited that fuel every time we played. I'm like, I have a goal to, you know, to get to. I need to beat him. And I need to beat everybody who plays like him. Like him. That was right. like, I need to get there. And Ray Ray was also was I like, I would say even though you know I admire him it was like one of my my like, all time rivals as well but not in the level of C, the same level of C because it was a more of a personal in game type of thing but Ray Ray was just like 
he was just so much better than me. He was just out. He would just outplay me in the neutral, and his movement was just impeccable. So beating nice. Ray Ray for the first time was just exasperating. I was like, wow, I just can't believe it, dude. I don't I, like. I never <laughs> thought it was gonna be. It was gonna be possible because I just kept on losing to him for the longest time. And you know, mm. you know, of course, I had a you know a character uh, limitation and whatnot. But you know, when it finally happened, you know, I started to understand some patterns, and you know, I got to beat him a couple times, and it just got better and better. I got better and better. And who else? Flux was another one too, uh, but it was it was a funny one because he plays Zero May Cry, right? Mm-hmm. Flux was also a very smart player, so it was not it was not like stupid ass zero zero player it's doing the stupid things oh he was a very smart player with a very cheap team right so there was that in that in that regard um let me see who else Marlon Pie was is like also one of one of the the people I love playing against the most because he's just so creative so down to earth so informative to also learn things from and he's, he's, he's also got an amazing personality. Like, I've been to his place uh, a bunch of times to grind some Marvel, and the guy is just great throwing through. Like, he's as great as he is in the game, uh, you know, as in real life. And, you know, it, it was great. It was just great. It was just great. For the most part, like, I've, I've seen that as a common thing when it came to a lot of people in the FGC. And, yeah, him, uh, Ryan LV, I played against him. Um, in PSG at PSG in twenty seventeen, seventeen I think it was, and I yeah. beat him. And I'm just yeah, sad that okay. I beat him, but we were not playing on stream. I was just so sad. Uh-huh. and I was and I was, see, that's, I was that's, that's, that's 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 a tough match. That's a tough player. Um, yeah, champion, Brian will be, you know, evil so. champion as well. And dude is super humble. You know, it's it's actually you know just heartwarming just watching him now and remembering how he used to lose back in the days because back in the days his name used to be like <laughs> a shadow rusher and people used to make fun of him it's like shadow rush shadow rusher more like shadow runner this guy's just running away and just building meter and then he changed his name to like shadow runner I'm like Oh my god! Yeah, but you know, I beat him. But then I played him in Infinite. He was still great in the game. Like he's just a great player overall. Like his uh, his discipline is just unparalleled. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Scamby is actually one of my, my favorite people to play because I trained him, Marvel three. I took him under my wing. I taught him, you know, everything I knew. I said, listen, you got potential. You just got to learn, you know, the basics and roll with it. Because I think that you can get pretty far, but you have not optimized your team. Right. So once you do that, you'll go to you'll go places. But you have to stick one thing into your mind: your team is trash. But he but he's gone pretty far with that team. I have to hand it to him. Like yes, I, yes, he, he's yes. upset a lot of folk. You know, mm-hmm. and I guess that was always been the question was Camby, right? Like if he had what was considered to be a viable team, how far would he take it? You know. So. Much further than that. I think he would have actually taken like second place and third place fairly consistently. Um, a lot of majors. He only had. But I don't. Blame him. Like, I don't. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You're saying you're saying right. You don't blame him because he loves the lore. He loves the Resident Evil right. franchise. You know. Right. And I told him, listen, this is this is the path of the low tier. You already know it from me. I've come a long way. I played you know stupid ass Iron Fist. He sucks. Right. 
And I didn't want to admit that. It was just pride and too much love, Mm -hmm. too much blind love for a character that I should have dropped a long time ago. And, you know, it was not, it was not, not even like, oh yeah, the fans and blah, blah, blah. No, it was just that he sucked, but I loved him. And the reason why I played Mm -hmm. Iron Fist was because I couldn't play Ryu because of the downtown super on pad. Right. So yeah, Scamby is definitely like one of the one of the hypest people you can play against because he's super creative. I told him, listen, you gotta use this, you gotta use that. You can and you know, he based on that and me coaching him, he was able to be Flocker at uh right. what is this tournament? ETT? The full classic. Is it Fall Classic? Yeah, it was uh the full classic. Oh, oh no, he, he, he beat KBR at ECT. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, he beat oh yeah, yeah. He beat KBR at ECT twice, I think. Yeah, and oh my god, I was not even there, but I was just losing my mind, just screaming mm-hmm. at the screen. I'm like, "Oh, Scabby, you're ridiculous!" I was just losing it. Oh my god, it's like it's just so amazing to see someone grow so much, someone you've helped, someone you've seen from you know their former days, where you know everybody just laughed at and made fun of. Like, bro, you're you're fine, bro. You're just playing Scabby, and no, just now going from. You're going to fire the bum ass Scamby. I'm like, and go from like that to, dude, oh my God, you got to fight Scamby, bro. Go <laughs> got to fight Scamby. Oh, crap. <laughs> like, you, you, don't know, you already know, you know the stuff is real when uh, when <laughs> that's the thing that comes out of people's mouth. <laughs> don't jump. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is the thing. You got beat up um, by Scamby. Hold that. Hold that up. Um, I wish I wish he had gone to evil. I wish he, he yeah he he definitely needed like to get out there and get most and you know I know he's still he I know he's played some uh, Dragon Ball fighters he he's still oh yeah on the scene somewhere he's ridiculous in that game grinding too. you know and I, I definitely wish him the best of like success moving forward. Um, I want to thank you definitely for um, you know you just taking the time I know you're busy man you got a lot of things to do uh, before you go. Uh, I just wanted to know, like, wh- what were your plans for the future? Like, you know, assuming, you know, you know, you, you personally, you know, you, you, you get to the goals you you wanted to, to make, um, being social and being amongst each other become the thing again, and we can come back to events. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you see yourself returning to uh, fighting games uh, yeah. eventually, um, pro- professionally with your career? Where do you see yourself in like, the next five years? I want to I wanna take a different approach this time around. And what I want to do is I want to do a lot more content creation. At the moment, I have a limitation, and that is, you know, the place where I live is very small. You know, I share with different people. I share with my mother and my sister. And, you know, the other, the other thing is just, you know, the Hispanic kind of stuff is like, oh, people just show up at your place. I don't just show, show up at your place. I don't know. <laughs> They're like, hey, primo, I'm here. Or, or you know, <laughs> you're just random on too. And I'm like, I just dislike that to no end. Because there's no sense of privacy, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why I've been a lot, a, a lot more absent lately. Uh, one because of my job, because I'm working 40 hours now, even though you know that's a regular thing. And the other thing is now, you know, when I'm free, I'm really not available because I don't have the space. So there's someone behind, there's someone screaming, or the, you know, there's so many things going on right now that I'm just trying to remain, you know, as sane as possible, mentally right. speaking. Neighbors is blasting music. So my main goal is to do a lot more content creation, to do a lot more teaching because, you know, I enjoy teaching a lot. And that's one thing I want to, I want to do. 
And one thing I've promised to do that I haven't been able to deliver on is doing the Modoc tutorial, the Rocket Raccoon guide. The um, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to do a Hawkeye guide because I don't feel like I'm I'm actually that qualified to do a Hawkeye guide. Uh, it's not it's not so much it's not so much the the you know that whether I'm good or not because you don't have to be good to make to do a guide you just have to know your material right. and I haven't played a Hawkeye in a while but you know I think I can I can still do that but later on uh, I also want to do the projectile durability from Marvel three uh, tutorial because a lot of people don't know a lot of people don't know about you know the durability points and know how they work and whatnot that's still like uh, an enigma for some reason and that's the thing that I have the script written already for me to start doing voiceover. But uh, eventually, like, I really want to move out and live on my own. It's, it's going to be a really tough thing to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But I want to do that because I want to be able to accomplish this other things. I want to stream yeah. also. Like, I want to have a consistent schedule where I just go home. Okay, I have this time. I'm going to stream. I'm going to talk to my people, you know, grow my audience and whatnot. And I also want to build tools um, using programming, right, to to i don't know to make other things that were not possible before possible there's a lot of things that 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 are not there are not there because there hasn't been someone with the interest to make them because right. they have been possible for the longest time like one thing i was thinking about was making a tool that you know would just record your inputs and you can just um have like a program right where you where you would just um take that file that you saved to doing those inputs right and just send it to someone. Hey, dude, look, this is a combo that I'm doing. You send it, and the moment you know they plug it in, it does the combo for you. You can see how the combo looks like. But okay. then just sending someone like a video or something like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's what it. I want to do. More we definitely need more, you know, apps. Of course, they're like apps that are coming from people in the community that create, you know, to help mm -hmm. understand fighting games. Um, even if it's just yeah. like um, a database on frame data, you know. You got like mm -hmm, tech and chicken mm -hmm. for the tech community. Yeah. I know the guy, you know, who does that, um, stuff like that. And, you know, we definitely need more of that in the community. So I hope to see some of mm -hmm. your stuff in the future for sure. Yeah. Thank you. I hope thank I, you know, you, I, I'm able to deliver that. Definitely. Definitely. How can we reach you? How can uh, anyone that sees this uh, reach out to you, say on social media? Um, how can they contact you? Well, they can contact me on my Twitter at uh, PunisherX6. And um, probably on Facebook, you know, you can look me up as Gilbert Matos, pretty much. On YouTube is, you know, uh, GBTX6. That's for, you know, my my fighting game channel. That's where I post Marvel stuff and whatnot. And on Twitch, you can catch me on Treblig. Um, that is Gilbert, spelled backwards for the people who don't know. <laughs> so it's Treblig uh, underscore Punisher. And, you know, you can also, you know, uh, follow me there if you want to. You know, I do, I stream from time to time, you know, whenever I get the chance in the space. Uh, but, you know, Twitter is the place where you can reach me out, you know, with the most uh, success rate possible. Awesome, awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for your time, Mr. Matos. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to our sponsors one more time. I'm going to give a shout out to saltimedia.com. Check them out for some fine FGC uh, stickers, keychains, accessories. I'm going to give a shout out to Technisport. Use the code KPB to save $10, to save 10%, excuse me, off your order and also with acquire.ca where you use KPB to also save 10% on your order. With that, this is Rodimus Prime and I'm wishing you guys the best. Until next time, take care and see you soon. Later, guys. Later.
This has been a KPB MediaWorks production.